what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. I'm with the band. Music and interviews you're going to like. Welcome to I'm with the band here on the Mesh Podcast Network. I'm your host, Andrew Moose. I'm with the band invites musicians of all types to discuss their current projects, their touring lives, and at this point in time, their lack of touring lives and their lives as musicians. If this is your first time listening to I'm with the band, of course, thank you. And we hope you mash that subscribe button so these episodes will beam directly to your favorite device. This episode of I'm with the band is produced in partnership with the No Contact Concert Series, Codex Sound, and Midwood Entertainment. If you were considering advertising on the Mesh Podcast Network, uh, it's a super low-cost way to reach a targeted audience. And I've heard that the folks who listen to our podcast here on the Mesh are rich, they're beautiful, and all they want to do is spend money with your company. Today, we're currently podcasting away from the beautiful Mesh Studios in downtown Hickory, and we're currently in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, so during this time where venues and uh and venues and bands aren't able to schedule shows. Our good friends over at Midwood and Codex have partnered and they're producing the new contact concert series, which mm-hmm. really helps these fans interact with one another via the World Wide web. And my guest today on I'm with the band, they're playing the new contact series this Friday, July 24th at eight o'clock. I'd like to welcome Tamora and Jamie of the Fritz. What's up guys? Hey, how's it going? Hey, man. Going really, really good, guys. Thank you for joining me. Um, yeah, I, we were just talking offline. I actually saw you guys play the Hickory Tap Room, and I said four years ago earlier. I mean, I think that's more like seven or eight years ago, possibly. I, it's been a very long time, but and I've seen you in uh, as the Fritz too. But uh, again, I'm just really, really happy to have you guys on. And um, just you know, some things about the Fritz. They're based out of Asheville. They're a jam funk band who tour nationally. Or, and play venues and festivals all over the country. So we're really just happy to have you guys on. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, how your band started and uh, what you guys are up to right now. Um, yeah, well, we uh, we started uh, playing in Jacksonville and uh, just kind of casually playing just like a, a gig a month on the weekends. Um, and then, you know, when everyone was finishing school, we're like, hey, let's actually see if we can you know get this band going and we decided to move to Asheville because we love the area um, and it's centrally located to tour um, so it was just kind of an obvious obvious move right and you know how, how long have you guys all lived in Asheville together uh, we've lived here in Asheville since like uh, 2011 we got here July 1st 2011 so we are right on our nine-year anniversary of uh, being in being in Asheville Wow, awesome. You know, and I mentioned uh, that you guys are uh, nationally touring and in, in venues and different festivals around. And, you know, I, I saw on your calendar that there is one festival that is still on the books and it's happening. Um, it you know, called the Easter Island Festival in Oklahoma. Is is that still going? How is that going to look? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure about that one. Uh, OK, I'm not sure if they've made an official decision. Uh, I know there. I know there were a few. I can't remember that one specifically, but I know there were a few around the country that they were uh, still trying to figure out a way to do it. Um, so I'm I'm not positive, but I, I know it's just not looking good. Uh, mm-hmm. Right, like 
99% of the festivals that we are supposed to play um, yeah. are postponed. Yeah, and we have to play stuff like that by ear. Uh, so on a case-by-case basis, just making sure that um, logistically and uh, it works, it, it makes sense. Um, because again, we're not only quarantined from, you know, not quarantined, but like socially distancing with like our fans and the people that we love, but also each other. Um, so we have to just, uh, take those festivals and other gigs on a case by case basis. Right. You know, and during this time, um, it's, have you guys found other options that you're doing online now, whether it be streaming or, or, you know, live shows, uh, separately, how, how does that look for you guys? Are you, are you guys streaming a lot? Um, I, I think at least with Jamar and I, and I think everyone in the band, we've pretty much just turned into studio hermit musicians and like, yeah. which is great because I, you know, normally we tour all the time. I haven't got the chance to sit and spend eight hours a day working on engineering stuff and, and learning how to really record, you know, we've recorded albums, but we always, we go in the studio and we work with people that know how to do all the stuff. Uh, and I watch them over their shoulder. I'm like, okay, move that there. Like they they do it all. I don't know how to do it. So now I do. That's it's been really nice. I've been just pretty much in my little bubble here, and it's I, I've it, I've enjoyed it for the most part. Mm-hmm. About the same here as well. I uh, I've been producing tracks for a few different artists. Um, so that's really kind of some fun, you know, commission based work. Um, and uh, yeah, just really kind of digging into the studio setting. I find it really fun um, because as a keyboard player and as a person who plays a lot of synthesizers, I have so many plugins and so many options for sounds like at my fingertips that I wouldn't necessarily have uh, uh, during a live performance uh, without bringing a computer on stage. Um, so it's been, you know, it's been a fun learning curve. And I think that uh, definitely considering this time, as more of an opportunity than a burden. Yeah. Right. I think a lot of people are using this opportunity to really sharpen their knives and kind of immerse themselves into maybe some different things that they're not necessarily are been used to, you know, it's just all a different landscape that we're all just trying to navigate these days. Um, you know, Jamar, you mentioned that um, your, your keyboard playing and all that good stuff. Um, so I know you're playing on a Moog and, First of all, am I pronouncing that right? Because that's a, that's different. That's it's a hard thing to say. It's Moog or no, or it's spelled like no, right? It's Moog. Yes, Moog, right? Like Rogue, yeah, right. So uh, that that keyboard that you play on that machine, um, the fellow that designs those keyboards or did design those keyboards uh, lived in Asheville for a large part of his life, correct? He did for quite a while, yeah. Robert Moog. Right. So, uh, those folks that might not be too familiar with it, can you talk talk to a little bit about that? Let's see. A Moog is, um, in its very base, it's what's called a subtractive analog synthesizer, um, meaning that uh, it produces waveforms, whether they be triangle waves or square waves or sawtooth waves. They just have different sounds. um, And then you use different parts of the synthesizer to shape said sound. Um, So it's really getting a sound and then subtracting what you want to subtract from it. Um, It is analog, meaning that Sounds are created by electricity coming into the instrument and producing the sounds versus um, most keyboards are sounds that have been recorded previously that are just being played back. So I consider the Moog to have uh, to be a very alive sound because the sounds are being created as you're playing them rather than just being played back, you know, from an instrument 
that may not exist anymore, you know? Right. Um, there's actually a festival dedicated to this instrument, correct? It, it, I think it was in Asheville. It was announced moved to Durham, correct? Correct, correct. Right. And it's uh, just a really great place uh, for people who are in the industry, uh, whether you be in it from the engineering side or from the musical side, um, to uh, meet other people and also to get to know a new new product, new products and new projects that Modi is putting together. And uh, Jamie, uh, you're the guitar player in the Fritz, and uh, what types of uh, of tones do you use to maybe complement his uh, his playing on that machine to what maybe maybe other guitar players that don't have that instrument in the band do? Is there any sort of things that you have to do specifically as a guitar uh, player? Well, I think it just I don't really think of consciously about it. It's just from playing for so long. We've kind of you know I remember like years ago. I, we, I would always be like, oh, you're in my territory. You're in the air. We'd be complaining like, oh, you're, you're getting it. We're, hard, we're clashing. We're clashing. And now it's just like we know where to go. So it's funny when I play with other keyboard players, I'm like, I, I can notice. I'm like, oh, they're getting on my area. Like we just, I don't know what we did like technically or, you know, to we just kind of naturally organically stayed out of each other's way. Yeah, it's yeah. a tough thing to do. It's a tough thing to do for sure. You have to be mm-hmm. conscious of that kind of kind of stuff, and I think that it is just us really listening to each other and kind of sliding out of the way whenever we're getting too close to each other. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 more than anything, I think is, and I've, I've talked to a lot of other musicians and other bands with this, and it's it's really learning how to get out of each other's way on stage, and uh, it's more of how to listen. And folks that have played in bands for years have always told me that the most important part of being in a band or any sort of live experience is you have to listen. It's not waiting for your break and it's not waiting to sing. Or yeah. Like that. It's just really listening to one another and what each other are, are doing on stage. And you guys are, and I don't want to pigeonhole you as a jam band, but you know, a lot of folks that fall into that genre, you know, that's what makes those guys so good is that they're a, not, not to mention they played together for decades, but they really do. They listen on stage. They compliment one another and it's just not, you know, a big old competition up there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like a conversation and a lot of our musical heroes, it, you know, whether it's jazz or, you know, even some as far as bluegrass or like, you know, anything, I think any good group of people getting together, having a conversation, no, everyone's not just kind of talking over each other. You're going back and forth and letting ideas kind of blossom and, Definitely, I would say that's coming from a, a jazz tradition of, of all the great jazz players, Miles Davis, um, you know, stuff like that. Casually 
All right, so switching gears a little bit, guys, tell, tell me a little bit about your partnership with uh, Jam in the Van. I've uh, I've watched those videos a, a lot, and they're really cool the way they shoot them, and the music's fantastic. Uh, How did you guys get hooked up with that group? Uh, I think they just randomly um, messaged, well, maybe not randomly, but they messaged our management and asked us if we wanted to do it. And, of course, we're huge fans. We watch, we've always watched it, so we're like – of course we want to do it. And they came to Asheville um, and they were up on the Blue Ridge Parkway for something. And um, we went in and it was so funny. It's like the most broken down setup imaginable. It's, it's like, you don't even, I was like, it didn't even really sound that great to me while we were playing, but it was really fun experience. We were drinking beer in the van and the people were awesome. And then when I saw what they actually were able to do, production wise like it sounded amazing like they i love them they're awesome we are the fritz here at jam in the van here at feast to the beat on the blue ridge parkway and this is another way Reconcile 
Ciao! 
bit about what you guys have next on the agenda. Um, I know that um, you guys have recently put out some new music and um, how are you guys moving forward here? What um, what's next? I know we're kind of all in a holding pattern because of the pandemic, but um, what, what's on your radar? What's uh, what, what do we expect from the Fritz? Well, I think uh, the plan is to record another album this, uh, this fall or this winter um, and get that going. Um, and so right now we're in the, in the writing process um, between Jamie and myself and also uh, the, the Michael and Mikey and Jake. Um, so we're just sending stuff back, backwards, back and forth until it gets refined into something that is a demo that's good enough to take into the studio, you know? This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. I saw that you guys are on the Peach Bill for 21. Um, That's a huge festival that's uh, in in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and uh, it basically attracts all kinds of uh, music fans from all over the country with Huge, huge acts. Um, I know you guys had to have been super excited about getting on that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We were we were really excited. We had played at that um, venue. We played uh, this festival, Camp Bisco, last year, um, and that was great. It's a really cool place. There's a water park, and um, it's gorgeous. So yeah, we were really excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it's okay. Uh, they'll we'll hopefully be doing it next year. So hopefully it will be happening. If it's happening, we will be there. So. That's right. Yeah, I've I've got some real close friends that uh, they go to the Peach every single year, and they say Montage Mountain is just a fantastic place to go see music. However, get your hiking boots yeah, ready because yeah. it is a hike from campsite to stage. From what I'm <laughs> but I think the water part the water part makes it all better though. Yeah, last time we were there, we were lucky enough to uh, flag down a golf cart to yeah. get where we needed to go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you're not an artist, be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, again, we're talking with uh, Jamie and Jamar of The Fritz, and we'd love for you to head over to the Mesh.TV and check out all the other shows on our network. And we'd also love for you to subscribe to all those shows so those podcasts can be beamed directly to your device without having to do a single thing. So, guys, what um, where can our fans uh, find you? Uh, what websites and socials and all that good stuff. Uh, well, the thefritzmusic.com is our website, and you can find you know, all the links to social media and everything through there. Um, and, uh, you know, of course we're on Spotify and Apple music and the streaming platform of, of your choice. Well guys, thank you so much again for joining us here on I'm with the band here on the mesh podcast network. We appreciate you stopping by and guys, make sure you go check out the no contact series this Friday night and check out the Fritz. This has been, I'm with the band here on the mesh.
Still don't have a reason Still don't have a reason Well I left it all behind 